With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, everybody, we're cruising along on a week five NFL Sunday edition of the Lombardi Line. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to continue to cruise through each and every game on the Sunday slate, getting you prepped so that you can get those bets in ASAP. There is a game underway right now. The Jags, by the way, an 11-7 lead over Buffalo in London, and they are in the red zone trying to strike right now, which did they or didn't they just now? A maybe would be touchdown for them to score before the halftime break. I don't see an official with his hands up yet. So maybe out of bounds there in that spot, but we'll continue to keep an eye on that throughout the course of the next hour. We'll also get Michael's best bets, final picks at the very end of the hour. And so we've got NFL on our screen today. And what a crazy day of college football. It was yesterday, Michael in like all around fun, fun football on the field right now. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't, as this industry rises and people and the money's enormous stupidity has grown. I mean, what Mario Cristobal did down in Georgia against Georgia Tech is really is coaching malpractice square. That was disgraceful. Disgraceful. Take a knee. Take a knee. You know, as you're a head coach, what happens when you the clock becomes your opponent? You say, okay, victory formation. But this happened at a game you were at, Stormy. Yeah. You watched it firsthand, and he didn't learn from it. That's what I was going to say, Michael, is that it's not like he hasn't done this before, which is what makes it that much more frustrating. I was on the sideline for a game with ESPN back in 2018, so a couple years ago, when they were a huge favorite in the game. They had the opportunity just to kneel down, run the clock out, be done. They hand the ball to C.J. Verdell, fumbles, give Stanford an opportunity to tie the game. They do end up winning it in overtime. It was a crazy upset because Oregon, I believe, was like the number three ranked team in the country at the time. So you'd think that that would be the learning lesson when you have a loss like that. And then he does it again in Miami. Just kneel the ball, be done, win it. Yeah. And, you know, look, Brent Venables is a really good coach. Defensively, what a great job they did to beat Texas in the Red River shootout. Notre Dame, I mean, look, Notre Dame losing to Louisville. Brett, uh, Jeff Brom's outstanding coach. I tip my cat to Tim Murray. Tim Murray, Stormy, we had him on yesterday. And he he was all over UCLA's defense. He was right. He was all over. We got a turnover, Stormy. Ooh. Buffalo just got a huge strip sack turnover. That's a huge momentum builder for the game. They needed that. 
Can't turn the ball over there. Cannot do it. It's killer. Anyway, let's go back. Tim Murray calls. He comes on the show. He loves, loves, loves UCLA. He goes against Femi and I. We both like Washington State and Cam Williams. Okay, wins that one. Great defense by UCLA. But the one he really nailed, he took Arizona State and lay in the, in the three and a half against Colorado. And I said, convince me. And I didn't even think he convinced me. But you know what? I tipped my cap. He was right. Unbelievable. Yeah. Credit. Tim Murray, Matt Humans both had really, really good days. Make sure you check out the college football betting podcast, by the way, as well, wherever you get your podcast, because those guys are doing some great work. But a fun day. Oklahoma obviously gets the win over Texas in the Red River rivalry. Georgia just a dominant win over Kentucky. So some cool things. Unfortunately, the Fighting Irish, you know, didn't do so well. Credit Jeff Brom. Who would have thought when he took the job that he'd be 6-0 to start this season? But um, let's get to... Back to the NFL, rather. A fun day of college football. We've got a ton of action that we got to get into today. The Cincinnati Bengals, very interesting yeah. team these days, Michael. This game in Arizona against the Cardinals opened up on that look ahead with Cincinnati being an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Last Sunday after the games, they reopen a five-point favorite. Seen Arizona take a, a lot of money on the plus five, plus four. Now we're sitting things where the line is three. It sat here for a while. Total 45 do you think this number is about right right now? It's just so hard to trust Cincinnati given the way that the offense has looked with Joe Burrow and his lack of ability to be mobile or to move the football downfield. Yeah, I think with, if you're taking the Bengals here, uh, you're saying to yourself that Burrow's going to be better. And that if you watch some of the videos that came out this week, he looked like he was throwing it better. Now, we know T. Higgins isn't going to play with the broken ribs, so that's a concern. But this is make or break time for the Cardinals. You know, and they've got to play, they, excuse me, for the Bengals. And what's happened because their offense has been so poor, their defense has played 32 minutes a game, which is not what they want to do. But this Cardinal team plays really well for three quarters, right? They play really well for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, they've been outscored 44 to seven. They've gone into the fourth quarter with a 22 point advantage. And on the season, they're at minus 14. So as the game goes on, they can get worn down. Now, that's going to have to happen. I think Burrow is going to turn it around today. You do. I think he's healthier, you know, and I think the reason why they've been so bad is they've been outscored 53 to 19 in the first half this year, Stormy. Mm -hmm. you, can't, you, you can't throw it all the time when you can't throw it, and he hasn't been able to. But seeing him throw this week, I thought he looked much better. I think the public's going to be all over the Cardinals why this number has gone down. I think Cincinnati still can play well. And I think against this team with some injuries that Arizona has and their inability defensively, I think it could be a good recipe for the Bengals today. So, Michael, the thing that concerns me about Cincinnati, uh, like let's say Joe Burrow does play better today, right? And like everything you're saying at practices, the way that he's looked, it's different. I still have concerns about that offensive line. Their pass block win rate, according to ESPN Analytics, 31st in the NFL. They rank 31st in the league with just 70 rush yards per game in support of Joe Burrow. Like those are things that concern me for this offense, even if he starts playing a little better if he's still only 70% and the O-line is playing the way that it is, I don't know if that's going to make for a recipe for success. Well, you're right. The O-line's got to play better, right? They've got to play better, and, and they've got to run the football. They've got to yeah. use Mixon. I mean, this is going to be a Zach Taylor moment. Like, you just can't keep doing the same thing that you've been doing. You've got to kind of get this going. 
and you can't get any lower than they are. I mean, look, let's face it. Bryce Young's longest pass play of the year is 22 yards, and Burrow and him average the same yards per attempt as anybody. So that, that just tells you. And, and when you look at the game, I mean, they've drafted Jamar Chase, and he's as good as any receiver in the National Football League, but they can't get him the football. I mean, he's and got, he's always open. He'll tell you. He'll tell you that too, right? I mean, he's got 29 catches in four games, and he's averaging under 10 yards a catch, and he hasn't scored a touchdown. But against this secondary, he should. They should be able to attack him. And so I think if you're playing Cincinnati, you're just saying to yourself, which is what I'm saying, is they're going to be better today. Yeah. And, and no, this can't keep going down this road. I don't like the three for Arizona, but I do have a five in my account. So I'll, I'll be hopeful yeah. at least that, I mean, for the, for, for, <clears throat> excuse me, for Arizona, two of their three losses were by four points or fewer. So I think that that plus five is a reasonable thing. Maybe they are having success and into the fourth quarter, things die off, but they're okay. So I don't know. I like the five, but we'll go from there and see what happens. How about, well, this is the first year after four weeks, Stormy, this has been the first time in, since in 20 years that the public has been beating the books after four weeks. It's kind of amazing. Incredible. Right? If you followed the line movement this year, uh, like the public, which is the public movement, through four weeks, the public, which, and, and defining the public, that constitutes as any team that's had 51% of the bets or higher. Incredible. You're 33, 24, and three. It's the third most profitable four-week start for the public since in the last 20 years. Only 2020 and 2009 have been better. So at some point, you and I both know those numbers shift back towards the house. They say Vegas always wins, right? The book always wins at some point. They say it, and it's true. <laughs> but I'm rooting for the people today, so let's try to keep I'm it rolling. I'm rooting for them too, but I hate being on the side yeah, of them. I, I, I don't you hate that? Absolutely. You know, it's like I I want to take the Miami Dolphins, but I I you know, and I think that's a probably I would say to 14, it's a good play, but. I don't know if I, it's hard to be. I like being on the side of the money, mm -hmm. not the side of the tickets. Yeah. What I ended up doing, Michael, with the the Dolphins was I brought the Dolphins down and the Lions down in the teaser. So those two big favorites brought them mm -hmm. down a little bit. So I need Miami to win by five and a half. Uh, I did a six and a half point teaser. So I need Miami to win by five and a half and the Lions to win by a field goal. And I think both of those are very, very doable. So just a way to oh, wow. still you know, make things work with these big favorites because we feel fairly confident they're going to win. I feel fairly confident they're going to win at margin. But if yeah. you don't want to risk it, you're not going to make a whole lot of money laying double digit numbers in the NFL, right? No, you're not. You know, what's funny, Stormy, too, is this now in DraftKings, we're at 13 here. Yep. It's ticking up. We're the people 13. are jumping in, Michael. And, and a lot of people are coming. There's two games where the numbers are moving, right? And so Minnesota's gone, is, could go to three and a half. And Tennessee could go to minus three. That's interesting with Minnesota, Kansas City. Why do you think that is? Well, because here, here's why I think the line's moving towards Minnesota. We know Minnesota's not great on, on defense, right? But Minnesota's outstanding on offense. They can move the ball. They can keep the game close. And let's face it, Mahomes last year, Stormy, averaged 8.1 yards per attempt without Tyreek Hill. This year he's at seven. Their offensive line hasn't played well. They're playing on the road in a dome. You know, and now this line, it was five. Yeah. You know, so to me, it's almost like, are you sure you're getting the best of the number here? 
You know, it's like the line's moving to Carolina, too. Carolina's got a lot of action on them. Interesting. I And I do not trust the Panthers. I don't have any interest in getting... So I have no interest in it either. There are no teams, Michael, that even when you see numbers that look attractive, and I just said, like, you're not going to make a lot of money laying double-digit favorites in the NFL because this league is just that way. But there are teams that have looked so bad or looked so ugly that I don't want to have to risk a hold-your-nose play. I don't want to have to risk, in a situation with Miami, for example... If Miami's resting their starters in the fourth quarter because they have a big lead, hoping that they aren't going to continue putting up points and that the Giants can get back in it. Like, I, that's just not an approach that I like to put my money in. So yeah. uh, we'll continue to preview this Kansas City, Minnesota Vikings game when we come back. Also, we already talked about the San Francisco 49ers. There is one more undefeated team so far this season. The Philadelphia Eagles 4-0 taking on the Rams later on this afternoon. We'll break down those and more right here on the Lombardi line. Stay with us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The puck drops on the NHL season this Tuesday, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get our all new NHL betting guide featuring previews for all 32 teams. We got futures bets, award picks, season long props, even first period betting strategies. Our guy Steve Mackinnon put together his power ratings, plus, during the season, best bet articles 
five days a week. This guide's a must-have with key insights and data, whether you are an avid hockey better or somebody new to the sport just getting involved. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VEASAN NHL betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Lombardi line this NFL Sunday. We are at halftime of the Jags-Bills game out there in London. Jacksonville with an 11-7 advantage at the half, Michael. But Buffalo, uh, Josh Allen, we see him connect with Stefan Diggs late to get that touchdown and then a strip sack when the Jags were in the red zone driving before the halftime break. Now Buffalo's going to get the ball first coming out of halftime. The second half numbers we see right now, Buffalo minus five and a half for the second half, total 24 and a half. And for the live line for the game, Buffalo, a one and a half point favorite. What do you make of it? Do you think that Buffalo's kind of figured something out here late in the half? Well, Buffalo's yet to stop them offensively, really. I mean, Buffalo has not gotten control of the game uh, at all. And so, you know, that five and a half to me is a reaction to them not scoring. But when you watch this game, the Jacksonville is in the lead, but they were in control. Now, Buffalo has a chance to gain control of the game and gain the lead. So we'll see. This drive is so important. The middle eight is what ultimately determines so many of these games. And the Jags turning the ball over kills them. I mean, it kills them because now all of a sudden Buffalo has the opportunity to score and get a, and play from in front. And this drive is so important. If you're Ken Dorsey, you got to start this drive out with a drive starter, and you've got to get down the field because all of a sudden we're going to find out how mentally tough Jacksonville is. Mm -hmm. Can they rally from this? Because things were going good. You know, it's the old Mike Tyson line. You know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yep. Jacksonville just got punched in the mouth. We'll see. This is when Josh Allen's at his best. Remember, he's won, he's won uh, 59 games in his NFL career. 45 of them have been by seven points or more. So he knows how to fix the problems as he moves forward. Pressure bursts pipes, but it also creates diamonds, as they say, Michael. So let's see which version of that we're going to get from Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills here as they look to get on the board and take advantage of getting the ball first. Let's continue going through the rest of the games today. We yeah. mentioned briefly that Chiefs-Vikings matchup. The line moved from Kansas City minus six. Now we're seeing three and a half in Minnesota, total 53. Found this interesting. It's Patrick <laughs> Mahomes' first meeting with the Vikings, believe it or not. He has defeated every team in the NFL except for Minnesota. And if he does that, he'll complete beating them all except for obviously the team that he's on. Very cool. On paper, you know, uh, and I know we don't play on paper, but we I don't. don't. We play on grass, as Dan to, Lanning tells us. I, I mean, I don't know why the line's moving to, to Kansas City because the numbers say it shouldn't, right? I mean, the Vikings can't control the game at all, right? They've played 30, almost 34 minutes of defense per game this year. 33-51 of defense. Their offense is only on the field for 26 minutes. Now, a lot of that is due to the turnovers. I mean, last year they fumbled 18 times, they lost eight. This year they've already lost eight. They've lost, they fumbled eight times, they've lost seven. Right? You know, and last year they at this time they only had you know, they had four picks. They turned the ball over at a rapid rate, right? And so that's the issue. That's the issue. And I think to me, against a really good Chief defense last year, their pass defense allowed ten point two yards per per attempt. This year they're at nine point seven, so they're even better. I just think to me this is a game where Minnesota has to change 
their whole landscape of how they've played. Right, they they just play way too much defense. They try to attack the pocket. You can't blitz Mahomes. You're gonna have to sit there and play bend but don't break. You're gonna have to sit back and encourage Andy Reid to run the football. You're gonna have to sit back and say, okay, once we get in the red zone, we'll 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 play better defense. And Cousins has a propensity, as the Vikings teams does, to turn the ball over. So, you know, I understand why a home team getting points. There's a lot of momentum. Hard to explain on paper. This is one of those I've learned doing this betting thing. You can analyze these games in a clinical way from a football perspective, and it makes all the sense. But there's some things about the the public, the betting, that are different than the, the football. It's just different. You know, there would be no way the Chiefs should lose to Minnesota yeah. by three, three and a half. But I would be on Minnesota's side if I wanted to play it. Those uh, those red zone turnovers from Kirk Cousins have been backbreakers, and, and we know Horrible. we know the Vikings were incredible last year in one score games, eleven and zero when the game was decided in that way. But that luck has certainly turned. So this was a, another just fishy, no interest situation for me. How about the Eagles, a four point favorite in Los Angeles against the Rams? Um, the Eagles, one of just two undefeated teams in the NFL to this point. The big story, Cooper Cup is going to be activated back out there. Reportedly no pitch count. People saying he's looking 100% back to himself. And I also saw reports that as it pertains to Puka Nakua's usage, they don't expect any decrease in the volume for him either. One of the most interesting stats I've come across this week in studying all these games is why are the Rams two and two? Why have they been so good? Well, they've been really good because of two people, Sean McVay and and Matthew Stafford. And how does that translate into defense? Well, let me give it to you, Stormy. So far, the Rams have only played 26 minutes and 30 seconds of total defense per game. Their offense controls the ball for over 33 minutes. But here's where it gets really interesting. The Rams have run 54 more plays than their opponent. So offensively, the Rams have played an entire game more than what their defense has played. Mm. And as I say many times, if you want to play good defense in the NFL, you got to play less defense. And that's what the Rams have done. They've played less defense. They've been able to control the ball. They've been able to convert third downs. He's been outstanding. He's been out, Stafford I'm referring to. He has been outstanding. And that's why they've been able to keep these games so damn close. Now, today's a problem. And the problem is left tackle. Who's playing left tackle for them? Like, uh, you know, right now they ruled Note Bloom out who played left tackle last week against the Colts. And as when he got hurt, all hell broke loose. He it's two weeks in a row that Stafford started getting hit when 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 a left tackle got hurt. And so Note Bloom went over there because Alric Jackson was hurt, and he didn't practice on Friday. So are they going to start Warren McClendon, the left tackle from Georgia? I don't know. You know, they tried to play Zach Thomas over there. That didn't work. That's when Cincinnati took the game over. I don't know. This is the hard one for me. I like the Rams. I'm really worried. All the conversation about Cooper Cup, I could care less. I could care less. Who's going to block? Yep. Who is going to block? And Michael, to that point, Matthew Stafford, like the the hip injury, we know, we saw how that changed the game last week and how it hampered him. We saw against the Bengals when the left tackle went down, how they started getting to the quarterback, how it hampered him. So it's changed the game two weeks in a row. And I appreciate that Matt Stafford is a tough as nails kind of guy. He's going to play through anything. But in a game against the Eagles, he's going to get pressured. He's going to get hit. 
And at what point is he going to be too hobbled to be the facilitator and be the reason why the Rams have success? So I'm with you. This is a spot where, to me, for as positive as I have felt about the Rams to start this season, and they have played far better than I anticipated them to be uh, in the preseason, I think this is going to be a tough task. And this is an Eagles team that hasn't played fully to their capability. I think we can all agree on that. They're 4-0, but they're not looking like the team that played for a Super Bowl last year. Maybe this is one of those games where they're saying, hey, we have an opportunity to get to the quarterback, show what we're made of, and really go all out. Well, last year they averaged 5-9 offensively per play. This year they're at 5-6. What they really are not the same is on defense. Defensively, they held teams to 4.8 per play. This year they're at 5.2. You know, this year in four games, they only have 11 sacks. That You know, last year they had 70. They averaged 4.11 sacks per game last year. This year they're at 2.75. This year, half-point differential. This was key. This is key. You can't ignore this. The Eagles are 52-41 in first half-point differential, 2.7 per game. Last year they were at 5.5. That's a huge number. Huge number. And they're going against a Ram team that's very good. One thing about Raheem Morris, his team's very good on third down. They've only allowed 26.7 conversion rate on third down this year. So, But the Eagles can control the ball. I think this is one of those games where if the Eagles win, they're going to have the ball 33 minutes and the Rams are only going to have a 27. And they're going to have a hard time playing catch-up. That's what happened when the 49ers took the game over. Man, see, that's another game that I'm just, I'm going to be very interested in. There are a few that I've specifically pulled aside as just games that maybe I don't want to bet, but that I'm very curious to see how things play out. Because, Michael, we're getting to the point in the season. I think this is probably the week where we can say any of our preconceived notions from the offseason, from the preseason, we don't need that anymore. This is who a team is and what they are. Uh, I think this is kind of one of those games where we're going to get a good picture of the Philadelphia Eagles. We've got to step aside here on the Lombardi line. We'll be right back. We got Michael's power ratings, the top and bottom teams in the NFL. Same thing for quarterbacks. Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Alongside former NFL general manager Michael Lombardi, Stormy Tony with you. I'm live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. People getting some tickets in before the slate of games ahead. And, of course, watching this game out there in London. Michael Jacksonville and Buffalo like what kind of a turning point for anybody who missed it will that roughness penalty be for the Buffalo Bills well it it actually ends up not it's not going to cost them because Jacksonville has gone backwards almost 40 yards on the last two plays they get sacked by uh, they get sacked again and then a bad snap causes it to go back they're facing third and 36 so they're going to have to punt here and Buffalo gets the ball back maybe not in a great field position but they get it back but there was a moment in the game this and this was the moment they had a first and 10 where they could win the game I know it's early in the third quarter but they could win the game at this point if they go because they had all the momentum had a horrible pass in a rough in the uh, unnecessary roughness call 
on Jordan Poyer going down the middle of the field. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes, Stormy, I don't understand how these officials think these guys moving as fast as they are can change their body angles so quickly. Like, it's, it, it just blows me away. Like, they throw this flat. Like, what do they want the guy to do? I like, think just if we're going to play flag football, put flags on them. I if think that's that what we're they just want to get on the broadcast, Michael. Officials just want to want some TV time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, so where things sit right now, uh, Buffalo, a one and a half point favorite. Obviously, they opened a five and a half point favorite in this one, still trailing 11 7, live total 38 and a half. And I think this is a good segue, Michael, to your power rankings this week because the Buffalo Bills are your number one team in the NFL right now. So we'll see if they're able to handle business here and close out this game strong in the second half. You have Buffalo one, San Francisco two, Kansas City three, and Dallas four. Well, look, uh, what the the one through four are clustered very close together. I think there's 14 point differential between one to four. They're very close, right? Five through ten are not. I mean, the shocker there is the Bucks at six, right? How are they there? Yeah. How are the Packers at nine? Well, the Packers defensively, their numbers are good. You know, they move the ball. They just turn the ball over a little bit too much. The same with the Dolphins. The Dolphins turn the ball don't turn the ball over. Their defense just lowers them down. Their offense would have them higher. So, for me, there is a gap. The first four are really close, and you could probably move the Bills, the 49ers around, and the Chiefs. But the you know the next of them, there's that gap where they're kind of closer to the middle of the pack than they are closer to the top of the pack. Yeah, so let's let's go through it. I said Buffalo, San Francisco, Kansas City, Dallas. Then we have the Baltimore Ravens at five, Tampa six, Detroit seven, Seattle eight, Green Bay nine, Miami ten. So that's how the top ten in Michael's power rankings shake out right now. And you said it. How are the Buccaneers sitting there at six? I joked with you earlier this week based on Derek Carr's injury, the way that Desmond Ritter has played, and the way that Bryce Young has played. Baker Mayfield's looking like the best quarterback in the NFC South right now. It's crazy. I know it's unbelievable, right? I, I don't know how to even answer that. Like I can't, <laughs> I, I have no, inf I have no data to go back at you on like other than just wait, other than just wait, <laughs> stormy, just wait, you know? Yep. But I can't, I mean, look, we all, me included, I thought Todd Bowles would be probably in danger of losing his job early in the season. And they've come at they brought things together. Now it's early. It's one quarter of the season, but it's way better than I thought. When they played against a good team, you say, Well, Lombardi, where are the Eagles in your top ten rankings? You know, they they beat they're four they and beat they're the, undefeated. They're undefeated and they beat the, they handily beat Tampa. How is Tampa ranked ahead of them? Well, you know, one of the things you have to understand, one of the keys that I look at in terms of what puts this power ranking together are what what the indicators of what goes towards winning quarterback play, turnover margin, the rating, you know, red zone trips, point differential, all those things. And Philly, which last year had incredible numbers in all those areas, are not the same. They're not the same. I mean, they're 20th in the league in fourth quarter offense. Mm -hmm. They're 12th in the league in, in punts, per play, per, punts per possession, right? Their red zone defense is 20th in the league. Sack per play, they're 21st. Third down defense, they're 24th. Points per defense, they're 20. So see these numbers? Mm -hmm. They start to add up. You know, when you're in the top 1-5, that's when you get your power ranking lower. So they haven't demonstrated against this. And Stormy, let me say this to you. Based on the way Washington played against the Bears, are you a little worried about how good Philly is? 
Oh, yeah. No, and then that game went to overtime? I said that on the sweat this past weekend because that was the first thing that came to my mind. If if that, that defense is that bad, right? And that's what another one of those crazy things where I'm talking about we need to put some of our preseason biases and thoughts aside because we all thought that this Washington Commanders defense should be good this year. They are not. And the fact that you had to go to overtime with that team that looked that bad, that has that poor of coaching... Uh, it's a little bit of a red flag for me. And you mentioned a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it is now it's early. Right. And the yeah. good thing, if you're Eagle, because God knows we don't want to make Eagle fans upset. Just tell them they're going to the Super Bowl. That's all they want to do. They just tell them on paper. I got to ask the other day on paper, are the Eagles still the best team. Well, we don't play on paper anymore. I'm sorry to inform you of that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> look, the, the, the they're still, they're four and oh, and they're still, they won, you know, and, They've won the games that they could, that they only control who they can control, but to me, they're not the same team, and and I and naturally they can't be. They lost both coordinators, and what we're right. seeing from both coordinators, Gannon in Arizona and Steichen in Indianapolis, is those guys are doing a good job as head coaches. So they must have done a good job as coordinators. Yeah, I think that. It would have been wrong to think that there was no possibility for a slow start for Philadelphia, given all that they lost and having to reformulate their coaching staff. I know that they did things from within, but still, it's just it's a different voice. And so I think that's important. Speaking of on paper, the Eagles red zone defense, uh, red zone offense, excuse me, an area where they were so good and so efficient last year, third in the NFL. They're 24th in the NFL right now. Jalen Hurts QBR 15th in the league. He's not, you know, playing like in second uh, finisher in the MVP voting at this point. So let's go to quarterbacks a little bit because Jalen Hurts is not in your top five. Your top quarterback where things sit right now, Patrick Mahomes, followed by Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, Tua Tunga-Vailoa, and Matthew Stafford. So uh, an interesting top five, Michael, for sure. I had to put Stafford in there. I respect this game too much. Now, look, I, I get this, you know, that I don't know how long it could last, I admire it. I really do because of the way he's played and the way he's kept a bad team together, you know, and he's taken over games, you know, and so I I really respect it. And I think to me, the concern you have is when the game gets harder for Stafford, right? You know, Stafford has trouble beating good teams. He's 36-63 straight up against good teams. He's 36-56-2 against the spread of teams against 500. Now, a lot of that's with the Detroit Lions, right? But to me, this year, he's played so well. He's the reason. If Once Stafford's out of the game, it's over. The, the, the Rams will be competing for Caleb Williams, okay? So let's put that out there. You know, Tua, to me, and Brock Purdy, they're both very accurate. They're both very instinctive. They, they throw the ball with great rhythm, great timing, and their receivers do a lot of the work for them. I mean, I was talking to a defense coordinator in the league this week who echoes Tyreek Hill, you take him off the field, he's the best player in football. He changes the game completely. If you want to know why Don Martindale was sleeping like a baby, getting up every two hours and crying, it's because of Tyreek Hill. So I think that's the case there. And then, you know, Mahomes has still not played as well as I, – I keep him at one because of past, but he hasn't played anywhere near the level that he was last year. Like I said, he was at 8.1 yards per attempt. This year he's at seven. His skill players are nowhere near where they were last year. A lot of young players. He's experiencing what Aaron Rodgers went through in Green Bay. A lot of these young guys aren't ready to play. Your bottom five, meanwhile, Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, Daniel Jones, and tied for 32 of 32. 
Joe Burrow and Bryce Young, something nobody would have expected coming into this year with the Bengals Super Bowl hopes and the way that we talk about Joe Burrow as an MVP candidate. Well, you, you, you know, it's like what you have to be able to do is, is grade what you see, mm-hmm. right? And, and so often we grade what we think or what we remember. And Burrow this year has played like the worst quarterback in football. He can't throw the ball down the field, hasn't been able to make any plays. You know, I mean, Daniel Jones this year, interception, only quarterback who's thrown an interception in every single game. Bryce Young's longest pass plays 22 yards. Kenny Pickett, I, I, I don't know what to say about Kenny Pickett. They don't make, they look so slow. And we've talked about Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones can't win a game against bad te- against a good team. Mm-hmm. He's 0-11 now when he's, an under- when he's a- against a, t- a good team as an underdog. I mean, at some point, you got to play good. At some point, you got to make good decisions and throw the ball. I think what you said earlier in the show about, I don't know where you read this, but, you know, that, that Bailey Zappi got more reps. Yep. They, they have to. They have to. You're watching bad quarterbacking play. Yeah, I saw that from Tom Pelissero this morning. Also for the Bengals, if you take away that punt return touchdown the Bengals had against the Ravens, they're under 20 points each game. Just three offensive touchdowns in four games held to three points twice. We're going to run the board and get Michael's picks when we return on the Lombardi line. Wrapping things up. Don't go anywhere. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin is here to make you a more informed, better year round. You can check out those betting splits for every game at vcin.com alongside former NFL general manager Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Tony. It's time to run the board going through all of the yeah. week five NFL games and getting Michael and I's opinions. Let's start with the game that is going on right now in London. The Buffalo Bills trailing the Jacksonville Jaguars. We just saw Stefan Diggs break a surface pro and another Buffalo Bills player go down on the field. The live line Bills getting two and a half points. Michael total 35 and a half. How you think things play out? I mean, Buffalo's frustrated. They're panicking. They're getting guys hurt, and they can't keep drives alive. I mean, they're back to having a, to have it on Josh Allen's shoulders. And the way some of these throws that Lawrence make are just sensational. These outs to Ridley are incredible. I mean, I think it's to me, it's Jacksonville's in control and in the lead. I think Jacksonville's the team today. All right. How about as we get set for the morning slate of games, the New York football Giants and the Miami Dolphins. We have seen this thing go up to 13 points now, total 47 and a half. And we saw officially no Saquon Barkley today, officially inactive. I'd be shocked. I'm going to take I I like Miami here. To me, I just can't see a scenario where Daniel Jones goes into South Beach and scores 21 and the Giants hold this team to 34. And the one thing, too, when you watch the, the Dolphins, they never take their foot off the gas. They're always constantly trying to score. How do you how does this game stay close? I, I don't I don't see it. I didn't make it a pick because there's always that. I hate being on the f- side of the 96 percent of the country. But how do they how do they not cover? But right. I, I, I pass. But to me, I if I had to make a pick, I would take Miami. Well, and my thought process with that, too, Michael, is let's say they have a big lead and in the fourth quarter, they're playing their second string depth guys. We saw against the Broncos that even those guys can be pretty dang good and explosive when they want to be. So what I did is instead of laying the 13, I did a six and a half point teaser with Miami, but I did get it earlier this morning. So the number was a little bit less. I have Miami minus five and a half. And I paired that with the Detroit Lions bringing down the nine points to two and a half. We now see Detroit a nine and a half point favorite against Carolina in this spot today. Michael total 43 and a half. Yeah, I mean, look, one thing we know about Jared Goff, he's one of the best cover guys. He's been one of the best players in the league in terms of covering. This number is is kind of in uncharted territory for the for this team because he's been able to, you know, the Lions haven't been here before, right? So I, I just think to me the Lions can run the ball on Carolina. This Carolina team gained 350 yards on the ground last year against Detroit. That's not going to happen again this time. If anything, I'm taking Detroit. I don't like the number. I think the number's gotten away from you. But you can't back Carolina. They don't make a play in the passing game. And to beat Detroit, you're going to have to throw the football. You're going to have to throw the football. And they fall behind. It's going to be tough for them to block them. Largest favorites. Think about this, Stormy. Goff is 15-6 and since 2022 against the spread. Mm. Largest favorites role for Detroit, though, since 2017. So you're right. They're not used to being in this position. Also, no Amon Ross St. Brown. Jameson Williams does get back in the fold from the gambling suspension. No Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Doubtful, but we haven't really seen doubtful guys go. So expect a heavy dose of David Montgomery. How about the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers? A divisional home dog in Pittsburgh. Total 38. 
I, I think it's ugly, you, but you got to take Pittsburgh in the four and a half. History tells you, right, that this game's always close no matter who plays quarterback for one team and who plays quarterback mm-hmm. for the other. Last year, Huntley played quarterback and they won. So I'm going to take I'm going to take the four and a half. It's one of my official plays. I like Tomlin as a home dog, just like I liked I, I liked Mike Vrabel in week two against the Chargers as a home dog. I think you got to take it. The underdog has covered 11 straight in this rivalry and is 15-1-1 ATS since 2015. But also still good to note Kenny Pickett dealing with that knee injury that did bop him out of the third quarter last week. He's going to try to play through it. If not, Mitch Trubisky sitting there waiting in the wings. The Houston Texans in Atlanta facing the Falcons. Falcons now up to a two-and-a-half point favorite at home, total 42. Yeah, money's coming in on Atlanta. I thought, thought it would to me. Uh, you know, I, I I gave it out on on Pat McAfee at a point and a half this week. I like Atlanta home. I think Atlanta's a different team at home. I think they'll run the ball at some point. Houston will turn the ball over, uh, and I think the familiarity from last year to this year in terms of how to play this team will work in Arthur Arthur Smith's favor. And I like Houston. I like Atlanta today. I didn't place a bet on this game. A lot of things were telling me that, you know, Houston's playing really well right now, but this game could be a B. John Robinson show. We know how Houston plays uh, uh, from a run defense standpoint. It's going to be maybe rough from that area. For as little as I trust Desmond Ritter, I trust Bijan a lot more. Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor back on the field, granted in a little bit of a limited basis. The Colts getting two and a half at home. Total 43 and a half. I like the Colts here. It was one of my official plays. I, I think the Colts will throw the ball. I think getting Taylor back certainly helps them. You know, they've got to protect up front. Look, you got to run the ball. you got to throw the ball to beat Tennessee. You're not going to run it. Their front's too good. And I do think the front can give Tennessee some problems with their offensive line of the Colts. This is a game where Gus Bradley's got to be aggressive. He was aggressive when they played Baltimore. Look, Baltimore, if you can handle Baltimore's offense and hold them to 19 points, you can do that. You can do that. You can take Tennessee and hold them to less. Stop Henry, force Tannehill to have to play fast. We know Tannehill, when he has to play fast, will make a mistake. So I, I, I like Tenn- I like Indianapolis. It'll be a, a festive crowd in there with Taylor coming back. That'll give him another weapon. I, I like a, I like Richardson. I think he'll make plays throwing the football. Despite New England having the worst loss in the Bill Belichick era, they are a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the New Orleans Saints in a dinged-up Derek Carr today. The total in that one, 38-and-a-half. Carr's 19-31-2 against the spread on the road since 2017. He's the least profitable quarterback in that span, 123rd out of 123rd. So, you know, to me, and then he's not a great dog, uh, three points or less, you know, that's when he's not very good either. He's 34, 47, and three. Look, this is, this is really, we're going to find out the season for New England. I'll take New England and the point. It's not an official play for me, but to me, New England's got to win this game. Matt Stafford dealing with a hip injury. Who will play left tackle? Can he hold up in a game against the Eagles? Their defense hasn't been what we expected it to be, but could have an advantage today. They are a four-point favorite on the road in L.A., total 50 and a half. I worry about this left tackle. I'll take Philly and lay the points. Not an official play for me. I, I, I just think, to me, this is get this is when it gets hard for Stafford. I think without the left tackle in the game, I think the line is going to take over this game. And the longer this game goes, I think it's going to be harder for Stafford to win. People taking the points with the Arizona Cardinals against that dinged up Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Cincinnati down from five to a three-point favorite today, total 45. 
I'm going to take I'm going to take Cincinnati here. I did my official pick. I did it on Russo on Friday. I had it at two. I don't know if Russo had it as a mistake on his card, but I took it at two. I'll take it at three. I think Burrow plays better today. I think Burrow is such a competitor. I think it's been so hard for him to watch himself play. I think he'll play better. And let's not let's not put this too far away. This Arizona defense is not good enough, right? We saw Daniel Jones move the ball in the second half on him. You can throw the football on him. I took the plus five at three. Not so sure I can trust it. How about Kansas City? They were a six-point favorite. Now just three and a half in Minnesota, taking on the Vikings. Total 52 and a half. I think you got to be really careful. You know, Mahomes is a favorite, as a road favorite. Kansas City's not a great cover team, but don't you think this number's gotten a little ridiculous? I mean, three and a half? You're counting a lot on Kirk Cousins here. You know, it's not an official play for me. If I had a lean, I'd lean, I'd lean Kansas City. Broncos, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, hosting the Jets in the Hackett Bowl, total 42-and-a-half. Oh, boy. I like <laughs> the Jets here. I'll take the Jets. I, I, it's not an official play, but I think the Denver's so bad on defense, they've got to be able to. If the Jets can't move the ball in this game, when are they going to? Sunday night football. The hook is still there. Niners laying three-and-a-half, total 45. What you got? I'm going to take the Niners and lay the three-and-a-half. I, I, think, I think Dallas will have a hard time trying to handle if they get behind in this game. I think it'll be a higher scoring game. I think Purdy's got more weapons right now to make plays. And I think that secondary, what keeps me away is Diggs' injury. This is what really affects me the most. How about them Niners? Real quickly, last minute, let's throw up those official plays on the board. Michael taking the Steelers plus four and a half, the Colts plus two and a half, and the Bengals minus three in Arizona. You feeling good? I feel good. Yeah, I'm excited to watch all the games today. It's it's kind of fun. I love it. It's good to have you back, Stormy. Yes. It's good to have you on a Sunday. Excited to be back. I will be here next Sunday as well. But great to be in the sportsbook. People already filing in here. They're watching the end of this Buffalo-Jacksonville game. Going to be a great slate of games. That's a wrap for us today. We got Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff coming up next. Good luck with all of your bets out there. I'm hoping my teasers come through. Michael, love your plays today. Hopefully we can get a middle on that Cincinnati Arizona game. We'll there you see go. Ya. Perfect. I'm rooting for you too. There we go. That's how you do it. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the NFL slate. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.